Welcome back to Throne Hands. It's me. It's Jarrett. Uh, Jarrett, what a card. Absolutely. It was so much fun to watch. It was so much fun to watch. But I, we're just going to hop right into this. Let's pull it up on the big board right here. Uh, Holberg did his thing, man. <laughs> um, I personally did not um, expect it to go like that. But, hey, got to give it to the guy. Negamariani is a really good fighter, but Holberg really pulled it off. Yep. It was... Good way to start off the card for who we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, I unfortunately didn't get the chance to watch the Cole Kawich fight, but weird judging thing happened. I don't know what it was, but it's the commission. Me neither. Yeah, I was I was with my family throughout it. We were out at dinner and just was not a highlight reel like the other ones. It was just went to the judges and, I don't know, didn't go the way we thought. I, I thought Juarez was going to win by TKO, went to the judges. Yeah, 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 I think Kowalke, which going down to ATT was great for her. So we'll see, we'll see how that plays out for the rest of her career. But let's get into the nitty gritty. Matt Frivola versus Otman Azaitar. Um, this is kind of when I got the feeling that the card was going to be uh, better than we thought, than we originally had thought it might be. So banger. I mean, it lasted half a round, and Frivola right hook, he was out. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. Just those slugfests that go out, it can go either way. And like that, we both had Ottman winning by TKO, handling him. And just that's why you got to love MMA and striking combat like that. Anything can happen when people start letting their guard down, going away from the strikes and the on-paper stuff, and they just start throwing. And Matt put together two punches that took him out. And it, it was beautiful, beautifully set up beautifully executed and got him a huge win super happy for him like we were saying last week his twitter videos their history i like that uh matt was able to come out on top of this one i do too <laughs> next fight of the evening um <laughs> going with technical stuff sounds here sounds like the titanic sinking over here <laughs> yeah just like in the movie yeah. <laughs> um didn't catch this but uh petrosky like you said he got the dub um like I mean, although he, oh, eight takedowns. Uh, yeah. Like you said, the wrestling really did win him yeah. that fight. Uh, I knew this. Is, I knew this was exactly what was going to happen. I knew from the minute this fight was made, I'm like Blanchfield is going to take McCann to the ground and do work, and McCann almost didn't tap. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be an arm break. But she got her with that uh, key lock and just uh, she is so good. Yeah. I don't. I she has. I think she has the highest. You know, there's a ton of young prospects in that division, like Miranda Maverick, Casey O'Neill. Um, but I think she has the highest highest and, ceiling out of all. Of them. And Molly got out of it one time, right? And yeah. then she went right back into it again. I was because that's when me and my cousin were watching it. I was like, oh, she's gonna get tapped out, or she's gonna break her arm, and then she somehow got out of it. 
we looked away, we looked back. I was like, is this a replay? Like, what's going on? She got right back into it, tapped her out, finished her. Yeah, she, I mean, and Blanchfield just at the, uh, yeah. <laughs> dusting, dusting off the shoulder. She's fantastic. I, I'm excited to see where she is. This made me sad. This made me very, very sad. Dominic Reyes took a year and a half off just to get blasted in the first round by Ryan Spann with a yeah. jab. With yeah. a jab. He was out cold with a jab. Yes, Spann did follow up, but he was out cold. He was going on the ground. I don't know what happened to Reyes after that Jones fight. And Like you said, he has such a tough fight with John Jones, and then he has two more tough fights that take a lot out of him. Like you said, the highlight real knockout. Um, and then having that test fight, like that's just that's tough to come off of. You know, the conditioning probably wasn't the best that it's ever been, and like you said, he hasn't looked the same in a while. And then taking that time off, it's just a tough position to be in. And a good fighter like that, like Superman Span, was able to take him out. Yeah, you know. and I, I honestly I hate to be that that guy, but I think Reyes needs to hang it up. Mm-hmm. It, you you. I mean, that Yuri Prohaska, I mean, I think the Yuri fight truly changed him. I mean, here's what I think with the John Jones fight. I think he genuinely won. He thinks he genuinely won that fight, and it was a close fight. I do think Jones won three, four, and five. But when you have that mentality, you think you're at the top, you're going to have he – has, he's just had a hard time coming down from that. You mm-hmm. almost beat the greatest to ever do it. And I think when John goes to heavyweight – Next year, it'll be good for him because he'll actually be interested. But still, you almost beat the greatest of all time. Then you got uh, blasted by Jan Blahovich, and then Yuri sent you to another dimension. You come back against Ryan Spann, who was the number 12 guy at the time, and you lose. I, I don't know where Dominic Reyes goes from here. Does he? I mean, I think he, I think he could, could, could cut down to 85, but, it, it's, it's, but his chin will be worse there at the same time because of the weight cut. Uh, I think it's in his best interest to no, don't, hang it up. Don't go cut and wait. End of your career, coming off of four losses in a row. Like it's not, it's not worth it. Just end respectfully, end your career in a respectful manner, and go out. Yeah, but. yeah. So unfortunate. He had so much promise, and then the fight that, like I said, that Jones fight. And, just and a loss him. like that, a loss like that changes you mentally too. Oh, I'm sure. To be that close to a win that would change your career and your life and having to just get right back up on the horse and get back into MMA like it's not a it's not easy at all no respect for every single person that steps inside the octagon to be able to go out win or lose and it's exactly and it's tough to watch yeah it is uh Brad Riddell versus Hanato Moicano I don't know what Brad Riddell was doing along he did not hand fight which was really weird because I think Brad Riddell's a solid fighter. I mean, Riddell's hanging it up for a bit until he gets that fire back, he said, which, you know, that's the best thing you can do. But, I mean, Hanato Moicano, when he was down at Featherweight, he was he was a savage. Um, but he's come up and he's proving himself to be better with every fight up at lightweight. So, oh, and that post-fight interview? That was some solid stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, definitely a huge – able to get back from the Dos Anjos fight. Um get back on the horse and get a submission it was yeah it was good to see yeah you know like we were saying poor management to get that last fight and to be able to rebound like he did um even if Riddell wasn't fighting his best it was still 
still good that Moyakano was able to submit him. Yeah, but these are two very good fighters. And I hope Brad Riddell finds that fire again because he's fun to watch when he's at, his, at the top of his game. Uh, Hooker Puyes. What was Puyes I was, doing? I was just about to say, you were talking about the fire, the fire to get back in. Where was the fire in Puelis? Like, what? Like, to go straight to guard from standing, like, multiple times, even in the beginning when he wasn't necessarily very hurt from leg kicks or any leg kicks, body kicks. Like he was pulling guard right after his ankle roll almost submitted Dan. Dan was able to get out of it, but like just went right back to it. And that's not going to win you MMA fights because Dan was smart enough. He's a veteran. You're not going to get a veteran to be able to come in and fight you in that manner. Like, and if you go to the judges off of that, you're not going to get any points. So it's like, I don't know what that was. It, had to have been nerves or something, but anyway, it just it was hard to watch. Yeah, it, he, that dude's not gonna see the main card anytime soon. No, no, no. Uh, no, no time soon. And finally, Dan Hooker. I mean, he got a he got a a win off off a really good prospect. I mean, those teak kicks were really digging into him. But man, I don't know what's next for Dan Hooker, honestly, because. They're going to put him in another fight like this. Yeah, I, I think they will, too. You make it's, that. That's not a bad idea. Let's take a look at the rankings here from UFC. Um, so if you look at the light, current lightweight rankings, he was ranked up at uh, 12. Um, I'd love to see Hooker Tony, <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't want to see too washed. I, Dan Hooker might not be washed yet. Uh, Maybe he's just in a bad streak. He's still th- only 32. But I don't know. I think I, I love Dan Hooker. I-, I hope they don't feed him to some absolute dog that yeah. would just chew him up. And a fight like that puts Dan in such a bad situation because like, he went out and got the job done. But it's like, yes, you got the job done, but against what competition? Like, Yes, it's it's a good fighter, but like when a good fighter doesn't show up, it's like, what is there to judge off of that? Exactly. Good point. So, Oh, this broke my heart too. Frankie Edgar, Chris Gutierrez. Chris Gutierrez is a really good fighter. I mean, he beats he's beating the brakes off a fair amount of people, but Frankie Edgar has gotten the brakes beat off him for three straight fights, and I hate I hate how this was the way he went out. Yeah, it was it was sad, you know, seeing both fighters cry. It seemed like for different reasons, but Gutierrez in his post fight was saying everything that he has going on in his life. Edgar, obviously, no one wants to go out in that manner. Um, it's just, you got to think Gutierrez and a lot of these young guys have looked up Frankie Edgar. So um, to be the guy that takes him out, that's got to bring in some emotions. And then putting so much time into your camp, away from your family, if you have family problems like during that, it's got to be it's got to be tough to then get a huge win in your career. All that emotion spoiling out in your post-fight, like, it was... It was a very emotional fight. It was really brought a lot to the card for sure. Yeah, uh, but Chris Gutierrez, uh, he's he's a very diverse striker in this uh, this absolutely stacked bantamweight division. Um, so he'll probably be ranked. He won't be twelve. I don't think he'll take Frankie's spot. But I think someone like Song Yadong is a good fight because Song Yadong's coming off a loss against uh, Corey Sanhagen, if I'm not mistaken. Dang, Corey's at six. What the heck? But, um, yeah, I, I think that's the fight to make. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. Something something to really have him prove himself then. You know, like you said, it will be ranked, but 
to be able to start climbing the ladder now. You know, definitely they gave them the Edgar fight to really put his name in the, the basket with that. Now they're going to see what he has to start moving up the ladder. Definitely. All right, fight of the night, Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Uh, all right, that first round, I was scared for Dustin multiple times. Mm-hmm. The problem with Michael Chandler is that he puts 100% effort into everything he throws, every takedown he shoots. Like, I think he'd have good good conditioning if he fought just fought not under run, control. Under yes, exactly. Disciplined. Disciplined. Like, show show a little bit of discipline, man. Like it's just it's balls to the wall all the time. And like even Dustin said in his post-fight interview about him like Yes, he has a lot of durability, but he was, he's so sporadic. Like it, It's just hooks from him. Like If you tried to strike just a little bit, like put a little bit of thought into where you're placing your punches, then you know, you're going to be able to maybe finish Dustin then in the first round. But And then you talk to the wrestling, talk about wrestling. Chandler was an All-American at Mizzou, showed his great wrestling capabilities in the first two rounds, and then third round it was just... That high crotch was just questionable, questionable. You get two takedowns off of a double leg. You were able to get uh, that second that second round double leg. Really, he was able to bring him back to the mat with authority too. Like that, that was nice. And then you go to a high crotch in, in the third round. Like I was saying to you before we even started recording, like you, you talk about that in wrestling. That just comes from conditioning. We both said he didn't have the endurance to wrestle the whole match. And a shot like that shows because that that high crotch is a desperation shot where he was just trying to get away from the striking, get away from the striking, get in on the leg, and then that finish. Like you're like like I said, we're taught that in junior high not to finish in that aspect because as soon as Poirier hit the mat, you could see the separation between them. Poirier, being as disciplined as he said, like I said, he's a black belt in BJJ. He did the like dead weight technique. As soon as you bring him over up top, as soon as Chandler elevated him, Dustin kind of went limp, limp and was like reaching for his hips. And when he reached for his hips, whenever he brought down, he was able to be in that like saddle position to really start looking for his back. And then he was able to get into kind of a mount, landed an elbow, and then took his back. And Dustin, such a veteran, has taken out so many people's favorite lightweight fighters. He did it again against Michael Chandler. Like, yeah, let's take a look at Dustin's fight history. Like, I mean, we already have, but I mean, this guy, this guy is literally only except outside of Michael Johnson has literally only lost to the best. Yeah, I mean, he's beaten. Yeah, my, that that was a brutal knockout. Um, <laughs> but I mean, uh, he's lost to Oliveira. He's lost to McGregor. He's lost to Michael Johnson. But he's beaten Hooker. He's beaten McGregor twice. He beat Michael Chandler, he beat he, he beat Holloway, he beat Alvarez, he beat Gaethje, he beat Anthony Pettis, he beat Jim Miller, he beat Bobby Green. I mean, he's he's beaten the best. And I don't know, he, he, is, he is so good. And the fact that he's gone through all these wars, taken all this damage, and the fact that he's still this at this level, mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, and also, Chandler with the fish hooks, like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even get to text you about that. It's just <sighs> desperate. Desperate. Desperate, kind of. You know, I, I didn't see it live. It wasn't until they brought it up at the end that I really saw it. And I was like, dang, didn't really expect that out of him. 
I don't think a lot of people expect that out of him. He doesn't seem like that type of fighter. Um, maybe people can argue that he was going for the chin, like going for the chin and slip, but like, no, that's not how you. No. That's not how you're looking for a rear naked choke. I don't know. It was just kind of put a damper on the fight, but not too much. If it, if it made a difference, then it would have put a big damper on the fight because then you're like, well, what? it probably goes to a no contest then yeah, or something. Or if they don't make it a no contest, it goes to a submission by Chandler, and it's it just would have ruined everything. So thankfully nothing came out of it, and it ended up being a, <laughs> such a fun fight to watch. Uh-huh. It was awesome. I honestly thought – Watching it live when Chandler was when Chandler was on ground and pound and he had that like big, big nose leak all over. Oh, that Porter's was grody. That was so gross. That was so gross. I thought whenever he went back to the corner, they were gonna call it. Like I thought something was wrong with his nose that they weren't gonna get it to stop. Um, thankfully, that wasn't the case. It yeah. wasn't even close to the case. That was that was so gross. But that was awesome. Let's take a look at these next fights for the guys. All right, here's what I think. I think. Gaethje and Poirier should rematch. Yeah. Um, and I think Darius should fight Charlie Olives. Um, and then Michael Chandler. Um, Gamrot? I, I I, mean, they obviously want to give Chandler the big names. But I, I think, you know, he has to take a step down, right? I, I think, or, or Sarukian. Gamrot or Sarukian are the two best options for Chandler, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think. From an exciting perspective, didn't they just didn't they just announce uh, McGregor getting Oliveira? Is that confirmed? No, that was that was some uh, BS because of Twitter Blue. Oh, and that yo, you got tricked, dog. I'm nice. sorry, uh, <laughs> but <you're> good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So you have uh, Volkanovski fighting Mahachev uh, in February. Yeah, I think those are the fights to make. Benil Dariush, I think, I think Charles Oliveira. That's a good fight. I think that'll be an interesting ground matchup and Poirier Gaethje gotta do it. We have to we need the rematch. We need the rematch. Yeah. All right. Co main event of the evening, uh Strawweight Championship of the World, Carla Esparces versus Zhang Wei Li. Uh, no surprises here. Uh <laughs> none at all. No. Zhang Wei Li is super strong, and we saw that Saturday night and a reverse crucifix, uh rear naked choke. <laughs> what the heck? Brutal. Brutal. Um Carla surprised me with how much she was able to give her in the first round. Like it wasn't like she just rolled over and took it. It was it was actually a really impressive first round in my opinion. I thought it was going to maybe possibly turn into a pretty close fight, and then second round it was just. I mean, Carla's corner was even saying like she's not as quick as you thought. She's not as strong as you thought. Like you can do this, and it's just yeah, she may that may be in the first round. Like that may be her just feeling you out to see what she's going to be able to do to you because then. Second round, it was over and over quick. So, yeah, ah. and off of Carla's shot. So, yeah, shout out Zhang Wei Li. Um, let's take a look at the straw weights. Um, I don't, I honestly don't know who the next matchup should be. Zhang versus Rose three. If maybe, maybe, but Zhang isn't coming. I mean, Rose hasn't come off a win. Yeah, she needs to get back in the picture. Um. Andrade and Lemos should fight, I think. But I, I don't get why Lemos is ranked over Andrade. She lost to Andrade, but there's a lot here. I don't. I, it's a weird division because it's a very stagnant division right now. Um, Dern hasn't fought. Yanjiao Nana. All these guys have either just fought or haven't fought in a minute. So 
I think Lemos and um, Rose should fight it out or just give Andrade another title shot. That That's just my opinion. And Andrade is ranked top 10 in two weight divisions, so I don't know where Andrade is going next. I think I, oh, I want to say she's fighting soon. Let's take a look. Um, yeah, she's fighting Lauren Murphy at 283. Okay. We'll see how we'll see what happens with that. Um all right. Main event. It's time. All right. Uh I don't know. Uh, <laughs> dude, Pereira is terrifying. <laughs> just has his number. Like it's just you, you can't you can't do anything in those matchups where you just have such a bad matchup when you're Izzy. Like and how do you get over that mentally now? Like, I think when we get the rematch, Izzy's going to have a different type of fire because now it's turned into, yes, not only is he your dad in kickboxing, like, now he followed you over here and he took your throne. Like, I'm, I'm excited for the rematch. Izzy, Izzy had it. He was going to the judges. He couldn't put him out. He had him on skates, ending the first round, and then couldn't get him close to being back there. Um both of their wrestling was just it was horrible <laughs> hard to watch as an understatement i mean it was just... Pereira's takedown was just all strength it yeah. was it wasn't yeah. any form fit yeah. wrestling it was just pure i'm gonna pick you up I'm and gonna put you pick down you up and put you on the ground but we gotta go to that fifth round man yeah. uh, oh no end of the first round izzy almost had him yeah. out of there if there are 10 more yeah. seconds on the clock he would have been out cold absolutely but um, that fifth round bro it just like we said, all a couple punches is all he needs. A couple punches is all he needs. He needs one punch against a lot of other fighters. In MMA, he needed a couple punches, and he got it. His corner said, go out and get it. That's what you need. You need a knockout or a TKO to get this done and to win. Because Izzy was winning it if it went to the judges. And he went right after him. Right after him. Got it done. Um, now, here's my thing. I'm kind of conflicted on... If it was early, I think in any other fight, it's not early because Izzy wasn't defending. He was just kind of bent over. and. But, like, if I remember correctly, like, three out of the five last punches didn't land. So it was like you could say that Izzy was still defending. And I kind of feel like if you're going to dethrone a champ and take the belt away, I feel like I was kind of expecting him to take him down to the mm-hmm. mat. Like, I yeah. was expecting him to take him down to the mat and then – the ref step in, but I think it was a fair TKO. He had him beat. It's just I was kind of expecting more. Yeah. You know, I was expecting more from the finish, and I feel like the judge could have allowed more from the finish, but then you get into, well, Izzy wasn't, Izzy wasn't defending properly. Like, he could have gotten hurt, and you don't want any of the fighters to get hurt, so ultimately health and safety is number one, but. Yeah, I'm showing you this picture right now. This is what Mark, Mark Goddard saved Izzy from. I'm a, so oh, that yeah, that is so. Yeah, yeah I compl- It's it's the ref's job to save the fighter, and that's exactly what Mark Goddard did. But I don't get how. Look, Pereira right now is the most easily beatable champ mm-hmm. in the UFC right mm-hmm. now. Picture perfect matchmaking got him to this spot. Let's go to the middleweight rankings. I see. Four or five guys in the top ten that would absolutely maul him. Whitaker. Um, Vittori would have a field day with him, I think. Um, Derek Brunson. Um, although Paul Costa would stand in... Oh, my gosh. That's that's the fight we have to see. 
Paulo mm-hmm. Costa and Alex Pereira. Uh, or Manson would grapple him. Uh, Muniz would grapple him well. Gaslam would wrestle. Uh, Imavov, very, he's very good. Um, but, yeah, I... If they want to have uh, Pereira defend a belt successfully, they have to put him up against Izzy Again. or, like, Paulo Costa or something. Now, I do think Paulo Costa... Paulo Costa's grappling is very underrated. He just doesn't use it. He has very good jujitsu, but th- this is this is like the only Izzy's the only guy he could beat handily in a in a MMA fight. But do I think put Usman versus Edwards and Izzy versus Pereira on its own card and have them duke it out for the rematch on? Oh, I agree. Dude, all right, this is so crazy. Uh, Usman and Adesanya are both Nigerians. They were both up 3-1 heading into the fifth round, and they both got knocked out in the fifth round (laughs) in a fight that they were winning very handily. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Adesanya needs to take some time off. He said he was dealing with health issues, and I thought I I knew that was the case because his face looked really drawn out the whole week. It wasn't just like the day of the weight cut. He didn't look too springy like he usually does during a weight cut at the weigh-ins. It was it was really interesting. I don't he didn't look normal. Uh so I hope he gets that together. So in the meantime, I don't think the rematch is going to happen. Um and I think Whitaker should I think Whitaker should get the next shot. Can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Can't uh, wait. I want my boy Bobby Knuckles to get the yeah. belt back. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oh, I love Bobby Knuckles. You can't hate you can't hate the guy. No. Um Yeah, that'll do it for the review. Uh let's go to some news. Um sad passing of Rumble Johnson, man. Um fighting in Nihilus for about a year. Um but man, that's so uh, one of the more uh prolific knockout artists well he might be the most and well especially in the light heavyweight division that if, if he touched your chin you're going into orbit um but dang such a such a shame mm-hmm. i don't know man but rest in peace uh rumble johnson man legend <laughs> did you see did you see this <laughs> floyd mayweather and deji in a boxing fight they fought? KSI's brother, yeah. I didn't think that. They were, oh, they, they were in, that got, like, no attention. They were in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> he was just toying with him the whole fight. I'll fight Floyd Mayweather at this point if uh, he needs that much. And then Deji gave him black eye, though. Really? Yeah, he just landed a nice little straight. <laughs> I mean, it happens, but, like, he landed 25 total punches with Floyd Mayweather. I, I, no, I got to give credit to Deji. I would never get into a ring with Floyd Mayweather. But... Floyd, I, I'm willing to bet Floyd was going maybe 20%. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like, you know, you see him in these exhibition bouts and Ryzen and such, and I'm just like... Why are you doing this? Why? Why would anyone agree to this? Why would anyone agree? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Money. Uh, Vitor Belfort out of boxing match with Hasim Rahman Jr. Um, yeah, good for Vitor. He'd be set into orbit. <laughs> Rahman Jr. is a beast. Um... Yeah, man, it's that. Oh, um, what card got announced? Some card got announced. Um, oh, interim title fight for the featherweights with uh, uh, Yair Rodriguez and uh, Josh Emmett. <sighs> Josh Emmett sets people into orbit, man. I don't know what it is, but 
Yaya Rodriguez is so creative. With this is this fight's not going more than three rounds, I don't think. Someone's getting knocked out. But this, uh, if Arnold Allen would, did, I think he had surgery on his hand or wrist or something. But if he wasn't hurt, he probably would have got the spot. But I'm excited. That, that's a fight I'm excited for. And I'm surprised. People are asking why wasn't Holloway? Uh, Holloway has lost to the champ three times, twice very handily. So. And then Ortega's probably out for a little bit because of his shoulder. But, yeah, this is – featherweight's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I think Giga Chikadze and uh, Korean Zombie are fighting main event South Korea. See, uh, oh, man, they're feeding the zombie to some, some dogs. But, yeah, man, that's it's been pretty, uh, pretty qu- quiet, quiet, with, quiet with news, but – other than me getting punked by the McGregor fight. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, rookie journalism for not like looking up if that's true or not and just going by Twitter. Don't go anything by Twitter anymore. Like, Don't. What was I thinking? Don't do that, guys. If you get a Twitter notification, recheck your sources, please. Yeah, t- just take, please. A, take an extra peek, man. That's all you got to do. Um, so, yeah, a little shorter episode than usual, but 30 minutes. That'll keep you guys occupied for your drive to work or something. But yeah. Jarrett, another good episode. You got anything else to add? Ah, uh, no, not really. I'm, I'm loving it so far. Can't wait for more episodes with you, man. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm more than excited to. All right, so that'll be it for this episode of uh, Throne Hands. So when we get back, we'll probably preview uh, Fight Night, Lewis versus Spivak. We'll see you guys soon.